rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody. Hi, I'm Tara Devlin, and this is Tara Buster. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 p.m. Eastern to 8 p.m. Eastern. The time has changed. We're now going from we had an hour Tara Buster, and now it's a two-hour Tara Buster because I have to say I'm... That's good. I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. The uh, the complaint that I would get about the show, not, I mean, besides that your that the microphone sucks, was that uh, it was too short. So that's pretty good. I I appreciate that complaint. So we decided to make the show two hours. I really I enjoy doing the show, and even though it's it is kind of work because I I like to. I like to rest, too, because fascism is exhausting. But I figure, you know what, I'll be sleeping a long time, one day, forever. I'll be sleeping. And uh, better get in the game, get in the fight. So we do this every Saturday evening. And ideally, the we'll have, we'll have phone calls. And it was a big... I had a lot of technical difficulties. So... Basically, I am re-recording the front end of the show. So anybody who watched the show live this week will know that we had a lot of technical difficulties in the show. That's because of audio issues and patching in crap and bullshit and whatnot. And I, uh, we, we have a system of taking phone calls, but it's, it didn't work properly. And I knew it was going to be a challenge, let's say. So I, uh, you know, I had to re-record the, the front end here because it was, it was, it wasn't good. So I, uh, I appreciate everybody for hanging out and doing it with me anyway, hanging in with me anyway. As I always say, we stick together, we win, and we will win. And that's, and I, when I talk about we stick together, we win. Um, I think about. I, this this week has been a nightmare of a week of they talk about this country being so divided we're so divided it is it is true that a house divided against itself cannot stand there is a reason why our founding motto is e pluribus unum out of many one that there are two essential ingredients for democracy that we are losing that we have lost, frankly, that we are hanging by a thread, and we better climb back up and get it back. One is e pluribus unum. We, are, we have to be united as a people. And that's why the Republican Party is a, a party of evil. They hate democracy. And now I, when I say that, I hear in my head the argument, people saying, oh, you're... You're being hyperbolic. You're stirring up, you know, to call them evil. That's just, that's uh, irresponsible. They're not evil. What's, what, what is, uh, let's put it this way. One party is ripping children out of the arms of their mothers. They're ripping uh, children out of the arms of the mothers who are fleeing persecution, fleeing for safety from these failed states, from gang violence, and 
the failed states that we helped create because of the fact that we're not out there spreading mom apple pie and democracy all over the globe. We're making the world safe for corporate malfeasance. So these human beings are fleeing for the safety of their lives and their children's lives. And uh, we're, we're greeting them not with, uh, we, we're not lifting our lamp beside the golden door. We're ripping their children from their arms. And we're disappearing, these children, some of whom are being trafficked. This is an effing disgrace. So what, is that evil? And then you have uh, one of the children of the so-called president tweeting out a photo about kissing her own little beautiful golden-haired child while this is happening. That's called evil. That's in my. That's also very disgusting. I think it's goddamn evil. What else is evil? Um, somebody who finally was able, let's say, to get dialysis after years of not being able to much go to a doctor, much less get treated with for a, a disease, and the Republicans uh, celebrate taking health care from that person. Um, I think that's kind of evil. Kind of? No, it is. It's kind of gross, too. Um, how about giving more money, funneling more money, taking money from children's health insurance and funneling it to into the pockets of old, fat, well-fed bastards who will never spend it in 50 lifetimes. That's, that's evil. I don't know. Man, I, I think that the, the Jesus they pretend to worship would think that's evil too. So when you say, what's evil? Uh, I think it's kind of evil to not look evil in the eye and say that's evil. It's evil uh, to, li to live in denial. How about uh, the lies, the incessant lying? That's kind of evil. The, the, the lying to the point where you're leading very stupid people over a cliff. That's pretty goddamn evil, if you ask me. So, we have one party that is ripping children from the arms of their mothers. And then you have one that is trying to give these asylum seekers a path to citizenship. I think that's, that's, uh, there is no choice there. It's pretty obvious. How about giving, what else, what, what else? I mean, healthcare. It's just everywhere you look. Um, how about thinking about all the people who are dead now, lying all over the globe, from uh, on our soil, on foreign soil, because they gave their lives for democracy. And now you have a grifter in the White House meeting and meeting, not, not, not just meeting with, but praising authoritarian dictators that are committing war crimes, that are fascists, that hate democracy. Okay? There's, there's so much to, to do in this world. One of them is we have to get rid of the, not get rid of, vote 
the Republicans out of office. They are fundamentally unfit. And if we don't get it back in the midterms, we're we're done deal. That's how I feel. Anyway, this is what we're going to talk about today on Tarot Buster. Um, re-recording the front end to cut in, and uh, I think I've probably done enough, really, because I wanted to talk about what we what we talk about today. We talk about the Samantha B thing, which is kind of ridiculous. I don't think she should have apologized. And then in the second hour, Aaron Blaine calls in. You're, you're going to hear a lot of technical problems with him trying to call in, whatever. We'll work it out. We'll get it straight, and it will continue. And this crappy episode of Tarabuster will be a distant memory, hopefully like the crappy Republican Party. I wish they were just crappy, right? Wouldn't that be great if they were just crappy? If they just, you know, just didn't do things properly. If they were just a little bit greedy. If they, but they believed in democracy, but they also took a couple of bribes under the table. That would be great. If, but, but what they're doing is they're, they're whittling away at the pillars of democracy. They're making it impossible for us to stand. You can't stand on a platform that others have built with their blood, sweat, tears, and bodies, their literal bodies on the line. When you have these, these demons on, underneath the platform sawing away at the legs. So you collapse. This is what's happening in this country. Anyway, all the while turning morons into uh, what? What's the word? They're ju- they're taking the moron. They're just tickling morons by the their ignorance and making it worse. Instead of trying to lift them out of their ignorance, they're encouraging them. So anyway, um, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for all your support of the show. And I hope in the coming weeks we'll get the phones working properly. There will be, it's going to be good. It's going to, the show will get better and will expand because I'll be able to have guests and we'll, uh, who knows where we'll go. Who knows where where this will lead? And I'll have I have a few guests lined up, but I want to get the technical difficulties out of the way. And Aaron is a good sport, so I'm ha- I'm happy and very lucky for that. As you all are, you're all good sports for sticking with me. I, I appreciate it. So if you can give me a review on iTunes and whatnot, not give the show a review, not necessarily this particular show, because this one is, uh, in here every Saturday evening from 7 p.m. So we're going to, what am I saying? 7 p.m. from 6 to 8 now already because it's a new day and, uh, the, the, it's very good actually, because the show as far as, you know, the show is, as rebroadcast on progressive voices, and also GDPR Revolution 99, the complaint about the show that I would get, besides the microphone, was that it was too short, which is a good complaint, and I appreciate that. I really wish I could do a show every single day, frankly, but I just can't, because the fact of the matter is, 
I we need to pay our bills, right? So I work and do other jobs to get money, and all all the money that I make primarily goes into the site and other things like paying people to write and this show. Uh, it's not cheap, so I mean it looks cheap, <laughs> but it does have you know you gotta pay. Like for instance, the call-in studio. I had a, that's a thing that is now but it's all good i'm not complaining i'm just encouraging people to uh you know help us support us and we'll grow and we'll uh who knows where the hell this will go and you can say you are an early adopter of the terror buster revolution all right so i this week sucked as usual i uh can't believe where the hell we live i i kind of turned a corner where i think that we we're lost we're completely lost and i am with bernie and uh most a lot of people because i saw bernie sanders on bill maher last night and he was saying how this is the most important election of our lifetime coming up 2016 i mean uh, 2018 and because if we don't get it back it's gone it is almost gone as it is you see what's happening, and I cannot believe that the corporate media constantly treats this effing traitor as if he is a legitimate president. Why? And the Democrats as well. So they don't want to piss off the, the Trump supporters. Well, there's, there's going to be that bottom, you know, swampy base. Then they, they talk about the swamp, drain the swamp, drain, drain the swamp. What the what they're talking about when they're talking about draining the swamp, they're talking about democracy, to, according to them. That's the swamp that needs to go. Now, we all heard it's sort of like when Barack Obama was running for president. He was our national Rorschach test uh, where we projected our hopes and fears and dreams everybody had a different projection that they when they saw him what he looked it was the end of civilization for these racist bastards for for me i saw somebody who i believed was going to be like the next fdr that's what i was hoping because i was like well this guy came from nothing he was raised by a single mom he lifted himself up in this racist ass country to the highest executive office in the land he he must know the de the deal. He must know how uh, that you know um, you that he can't negotiate with snakes. And in fact, when he got elected, I not that he it matters. I'm sure he got a lot of things, but I actually sent him a book, the book about FDR called "Traitor to His Class," and which is about how FDR, who was born into wealth. And in fact, when you, when you think about FDR, think about this, that FDR's inherited fortune was $25 million in today's money. Today's money, $25 million. That was a fortune. If you can't live on $25 million, then there's a problem right now we have billionaires in this country why are there billionaires in a country in anywhere there should not be billionaires where you have a uh, people who can't eat people who don't have homes that's unconscionable 
And there's, uh, it's also a, uh, a detriment to democracy. It is a direct assault on democracy. You cannot have concentrated wealth and democracy at the same time. And that's why the founders understood that, having fought a revolution against the intergenerational aristocracy. And they've had, they had discussions about progressive taxation. And after the first Gilded Age, you had Teddy Roosevelt and the, the progressives. Didn't matter. He was a Republican. He was a progressive. And in fact, when FDR went to Teddy Roosevelt, his uncle, who he had a great admiration for, and he said, I'm going to run as a Democrat. He was, uh, he had trepidation about telling his uncle, who he admired so much, that he was going to run as a Democrat. And, and, and Teddy Roosevelt said to him, well, as long as you are a progressive, I know we'll be okay. As long as you're progressive. Could you imagine a friggin' Republican today talking like that? And in fact, of course, any, any of the Roosevelt, Teddy or FDR, of course they're not Teddy Roosevelt would not even be welcome in the Republican Party today. And this is a person who, uh, obviously, he was a person of his time. He was a big game hunter, which is complete bullshit. But that's, you can't, whatever. It's, he, was a, he was a person of his time. Same thing as with the founders. And they're all, everybody's a product of their time. So, but anyway, um, the, what was I going to say? So, these filthy Republicans, uh, you know, I just got off track there. What the hell was I saying? I went, I went down a road. There was a point. This happens occasionally. It's called uh, a brain fart. It's just, you know what it is? I have just so many things that are going on in my brain that want to come out at the same time. And they're all battling. So, uh, yeah. These, uh, let's just say, this week, oh, it was, I was talking about the legitimate president and the... Uh, filthy billionaires and the the truth is we are off the rails this country is really lost and it's by design the Repub republicans understand one thing they know about divide and conquer because they are ultimately a fundamentally undemocratic ideology that's that's uh it's conservatism and it's we've we've always fought this the battle for civilization has always been one against conservatism and progressivism it's been against the power of the moneyed elite and the working majority the the working class majority so how does this moneyed elite which are they are, they are the few and we are the many how do they keep us down how do they keep us under their heel they use the oldest tricks in the book, divide and conquer. And Republicans are masters at it. And they have to be, because what else do they have? They have nothing but lies to peddle. And they're traitors, they're, they're, uh, they're con men. No wonder we have a, an open con man as a president. This guy is a con man. It's on the record. He is not, it's not just a pejorative. We're not just saying... Oh, he's a con man. He is a fucking con man. And I, I'm, there's going to be some cursing. I'm sorry. It's for mature audiences because we need it. It, it. You can't mince words or whatever. It's, uh, yeah, he's a con man. Because, and it's on the record. He's been sanctioned by the courts for being a con man. He's had to pay restitution 
for being a con man. He's had to uh, make people whole again because he's a effing con man. So we have a... I can't even stop, Curse. Uh, it's because I can't believe we're continuing to allow it. And what what the hell have we become? What have we become in this country with this? We not only have a con man as a president, but what he's turning us into because they need divide and conquer. So, and as I was saying with uh, FDR, you know, if you can't live on uh, $25 million, woe to you. You know, then you don't deserve, you need a mental hospital. So there was an understanding at, at one time that we knew that the working class understood who it was up against. That's the difference between then and now when we had the progressive, uh, <clears throat> you know, the progressive age that uh, was ushered in after how many goddamn people have to die and starve and uh, in the uh, in the in capitalism's merciless clutches. Now, people. Another thing that annoys me is when working people say, "Oh, I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist." When you get up every effing day and you go to work from nine to five, you're not a capitalist, sucker. You're a freaking worker. You're a laborer. You trading? If you're trading your time. For a paycheck, the time and your skill, you're not an effing capitalist, you, mar you moron. You're a goddamn worker. And the, the fact that you can work an eight-hour day and go home and have a couple of days off on the weekend is thanks to people who died. They put their lives on the line and died for you. Just like all those soldiers in Arlington National Cemetery and all the, the cemeteries around the world who fought fascism, who fought to keep the Union together, who gave their last measures of devotion so Donald effing conman Trump can tweet about his amazing economy. Oh, nice explanation point. That is, what a disgrace. And all the Republicans, that's still, it just never stops, right? They don't have any integrity. They don't care. And who knew that it would be so fast, so quickly? We understood what disgusting, greedy bastards the Republican Party were. We knew it when, they, when John Boner was handing out checks on the floor of the House from the tobacco lobby. was literally, that's when the, it should have been enough is enough. Why, why didn't he go to goddamn prison? Why do we have a system with legal bribery built right into it? So I, I, I guess we're dumb. Be, and we've been lulled into a state of security like it can't happen here. Well, it's happening here. And now we have this access of authoritarianism and the United States is in it. And it's, also, it's not even that we're leading it. We're this country, uh, be, thanks to the con man dupe Donald Trump, who wants to uh, who sidle up to dictators with dictator envy. He, where the United States is in this authoritarian axis of evil, and we're not even at the helm. We're not even leading it. He there. He's being led by his balls, his greedy balls. The uh, that's. I mean, who wants to think of that really? Not me. <laughs> Not Melania, either. Nobody wants to think of that. Those shrivel-ups. Oh, such weak. He's a weakling. 
He talks about, oh, everything is strong. He's so st- the, the strong, powerful. That's because he's overcompensating. God knows. Really. I, he's the, 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 uh, the one who speaks the loudest has the least to say, as the Native American saying goes. So we have Donald Trump as a con man, and it keeps on going. And I'm listening to the uh, MSNBC talk about, because uh, Donald Trump let the North Koreans into the White House. Of course, they probably planted a bug. I mean, now you got, you probably, they probably couldn't find room for the bug. It was so many other bugs in there, from the Russians, from the, from the, uh, from Duterte, from the, the Turkish government. Everybody goes in there and puts a bug somewhere. We're clearly being played like a fucking dupe. He's playing these, he's, we're being played like Trump University students were played. And it's not, uh, it's not okay. Uh, I don't know. Why is this okay? And, and the Republicans, they keep on, just keep on keeping on, right? Hanging in there. Hang in there, baby. Uh, what's his face that the demon Paul Ryan, the sociopathic and Rand acolyte Paul Ryan tweets how America's on her way back. He, she, where is this? It doesn't even matter. It's something like that. It, it, it was so irritating to me. America is on her way back. Where the hell was she? Well, back to where? Back to times left in best left in the dung heap of history. Back to authoritarianism back to racism back to hatred division stupidity why uh back you know it was back when when president obama was elected it was a, there was a little glimmer of hope there like oh, all right maybe this country doesn't isn't uh that lost if we, we could elect somebody that was that is uh, somebody named Barack Hussein Obama in this racist-ass country. Yeah, that's that gave me hope. But off, but then, you know, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed. And the thing that is also concerning is that Barack Obama is out there talking about, like, oh, well, maybe we went too far. May- no, the, the problem is you didn't go far enough. That's I don't get it. Why don't they hear this? Why don't they hear the message that is being sent loud and clear? If you look at Bernie Sanders, he is the most respected politician in the country than the most beloved. He's an open socialist in spite of the fact that for decades Republicans have been vilifying socialism as, uh, you know, Nazism, because it has uh, national socialists. That's what the Nazis will see. They know that their their voters are stupid. They don't. You know, it's like socialism has as much to do with Nazism as the People's Republic of China has to do with uh, republicanism There's, or the Democratic uh, Republic of freaking North Korea. It's they they don't they they're so um, infantile that they it, it, they can't think outside of a name. You know, I always say it's like they say, oh, well, Reagan, Reagan, <laughs> Lincoln freed the slaves. So Republicans must must not be racist. Really? You, you got to go back to 1865 to get something to hang on to. But uh, despite the fact that the Republican Party was at the time was founded as a progressive party, as a 
but it doesn't matter. You know, as long as they're called Republican, it doesn't matter what they do. Like, you know, I always say, give a give a right winger a, a, a some dog poo on an ice cream cone and say, hey, here's some ice cream. Since you don't care what it's what it is, you only care what it's called. Take a lick. You know, it's a, it doesn't matter what's in it, right? As long as you call it the uh, Republican Party. It's it's but it's not the same They're This is what they are babies. We're dealing with emotional babies. And I don't want to insult babies because babies grow up and some of them grow up to be nice people and others grow up to be a Paul Ryan who is a who is complicit. This you have a party of traitors, of greedy traitors. They would sell their own mother to Putin if it meant some I guess some seeming sense of power um in this short period of time that we all spend on this planet that we have to live together we have uh these greedy bastards that they would uh they'll they'll take they'll take milk out of a baby's mouth they'll take your retirement and uh kick you over a cliff they don't give a crap how you live or whatever as long as they got theirs sucker so but uh, that's how sick they are. So you have Paul Ryan saying, oh, America's on her way back, back, as, as all of this is going on. And we're all, we all have to pretend that Donald Trump is normal. And, and watching the, uh, the corporate media, watching Trump on the corporate media and uh, talking, and, and these pundits talking about him as if he is legitimate, that he is not legitimate. And we should never, ever forget it because the, uh, do you think that if, let's say, the shoe was on the other foot and Hillary Clinton was now in the, in the Oval Office despite receiving fewer votes, that we would ever hear the end of it? from the Republican Party. They would be in court. They would be, it would be constant. How about the, if uh, the Republicans stole a Supreme Court seat from a legitimate president? What, violating the Constitution, they don't give a crap about the Constitution, the voters or anybody, nothing. Any person who died for this country, they don't, they will spit on your grave because they're doing it metaphorically they, every single day. And they're doing it right out in the open. By stealing a Supreme Court seat from a president that was legally elected popularly, despite their scumbags who are in the Oval Office now and in the House, because Democrats won over a million more votes and they're still not in the majority. That's not democracy. That's gerrymandering. That's Republicans cheating because you can't win legitimately on the field of ideas. So they got to they got to cheat. They got to give themselves an advantage, just like Donald Trump. He's, you know, he's making bank now, despite being a traitor and a and a serial bankrupt, because he's rigging the game in his favor. These people, they're such great titans of industry. They're such great innovators, but they can't seem to make a buck unless the game is rigged in their favor, right? They know nothing about business. Oh. But Donald Trump is the worst negotiator. He's the worst businessman. He is. He, uh, look at know him by his fruits. But you know who cares, right? As long as he hates uh, the appropriate minority group du jour, and 
I guess, tells people what they want to hear. I don't know. I don't really know. So America's on her way back, back to being, a, well, we're back to being a laughing stock of the world, back to not, and worse, because we're not just a laughing stock, because we were a laughing stock under Bush, but now we're, we're, uh, we're vilified. And we're also uh, held up as an example of what not to let happen in your country. And all over the globe, you see how there is there's a sense of fear as what happened in Ireland with uh, with the vote against obviously uh, the church and the in, and the entrenched power structure of uh, these right wing uh, devils. Uh, they voted overwhelmingly to legalize abortion and. Uh, and that's happening all over because people are they're afraid for for conservatism to get a foothold to continue their stranglehold on normal decent human life and uh, that's what we we are on the right side of history really we're on the right side of history humanity look at who they i i and this is the thing we Aaron and I are going to talk about in the next hour and whoever wants to jump in too can call and hopefully the calling will work Let's see, that's uh, where this is the, the, the first uh, run here. So, <clears throat> But we have Republicans running open pedophiles and uh, open Nazis. Th- this, would, this is the Donald Trump effect. And there you have Paul Ryan tweeting how America's on her way back. So before, what I want to talk about, oh, I'm going to save that for the second hour with... Uh, when Ryan, when Ryan, when uh, Aaron calls him, and anybody else wants to get in on the conversation, that'll be fun. So we're I'm able to take calls, hopefully, and you guys will be the guinea pigs if you can uh, bear with it. But I I also want to do discuss because there's so much going on; it never stops. Um, one of the things I just wanted to touch on the Samantha B thing because I think that. Um, she should not have apologized. It's unbelievable. You see what happens. See, no matter what happens, when something occurs in the Republican world, right, right to them, if that's negative, that they, they, they immediately scour the, the world. They'll go through your, your blog posts. They'll go back to when you were in junior high, whatever. They'll, they, they have the they have the money to do this because they are funded by billionaires who want to keep you thinking that we're living in a democracy and that you have a vote and that you matter and that all you need to do is to work harder and shut your mouth and salute the flag when told and die in their corporate war du jour when told and to keep you dumb you know but uh the uh you know, Ivanka, Ivanka, they, when they, what's her face tweeted the, uh, the cluelessness of this Ivanka. See, of all of the Trump crime family, I hate them all. I hate Donald Jr. I hate him. He is, uh, there's nothing good. They have done nothing for this planet. The, all of them combined. He, in fact, they are detrimental to the planet. They're killing this planet, and they're it, 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 for him to go and kill beautiful animals. Uh, it's just something sick. There's something very sick about him. Uh, but then there's Ivanka, who is 
she's just as sick and disgusting, but of course, I guess she looks good, but she's really ugly to me. I look at, I see her as an ugly human being uh, because she, what does she do? She is, with all her wealth and power and privilege, the best she can come up with is a sweatshop in China. And, and her cluelessness, while this country is dragging children away from their parents, people who are seeking asylum in this beacon of liberty and democracy, bring me your tired, your, hung, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free, I lift my lamp aside your golden door or whatever. This, this country is ripping mothers and children apart. What kind of damage does that do? That is disgusting. And they, they talk about, oh, uh, it's, it's a deterrent. It's a very tough deterrent. You're so, so tough, right? They're really tough when they're kicking down on the vulnerable, but they can't seem to even take the criticism when, when a comedian calls them a bad word. Oh, that they, then, they, then they wilt like snowflakes, right? But they don't want to look at themselves where... Uh, to see what brings on that kind of vilification. And in fact, I don't think Samantha B should have apologized for a goddamn thing. And the use of the C word, it was, of course, for comedic effect. And whatever, I don't need to explain it to you, but the, it's, uh, you can't take it, Snowflake. Well, but you're, but it's okay. Let's not just discuss the disgusting policies of the United States. How, how we became this is beyond, it's beyond repugnation. It's, I don't know, is that a word? Repugnance? No, repugnation. That's not a word. Repugnation, it sounds like a, sounds like some, a puppy mill. Anyway, uh, but it's repugnant. That's the word. I don't know if I need to play it. Should I play the the thing? All right, I'll play Samantha B's. Nah, I don't know. All right, I'll play it. Whatever. After decades of ignoring the issue, Americans are finally paying attention. Well, most of us. Ivanka Trump, who works at the White House, chose to post the second most oblivious tweet we've seen this week. You know, Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child, but let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless cunt. He listens to you. Put on something tight and low cut and tell your father to fucking stop it. Tell him it was an Obama thing and see how it goes, okay? Exactly. And that's it. What's, what, but... Let's not dive into the message. It's, it's that she was offended by this word, not offended by the inaction and the complicity. And then when Ivanka, apparently when she was on a phone call this week with, because she's a, she is going out that she's a grifter. You know, she's got to make her, all her deals. She's got with her sweatshop while, and all her trademark deals. I don't know why anybody would buy anything that's hers. That's why I'm like, I get very depressed sometimes because I think, am I alone in this world? Like sometimes I, I just feel very alone in the world because I look at other people and I'm like, wow, this is dumb. And it just makes me feel alone. I th But that's why I guess we have each other because I, I just think like, how did you get so dumb and mean and ignorant and greedy? 
Why does it matter? I mean, that's all you could do. That's all you're doing with all that money. I mean, obviously they don't have a lot as much as we thought, but the because they're liars. Everything. Trump is a liar. In fact, if if she had to, if uh, he had to pay off a porn star and hundred thousand dollars installments or something like that, it's it's uh, you don't you know what I mean. If you're a billionaire, you just write a check. You don't have to pay off a porn star in installments. It's a little bit ridiculous, and but we know that he's he's just a liar, and the Republicans are so dumb. This the to believe that he's in there draining the swamp? What does that mean? I mean, what he's doing is creating, he is wreaking havoc and creating a lot of work for us to clean up. And I don't know sometimes if we're going to make it. That's what gets me depressed. So you have this, and and look at this picture. I don't don't have it ready, but the picture of uh, Ivanka with her son, in context of or contrast of the children's bus where we we now have a bus well maybe more than one that is outfitted with baby seats for children to be detained from their parents it's disgusting it is effing disgusting this is who we are and when you know that in the light of history how we'll be judged, I know that this we're going to be judged as well. I know that Donald Trump and the Republican Party they're going to be they're not going to be judged uh, kindly. They will be vilified by in the light of history. And I only hope that I'm around to see it. I hope it happens quicker than sooner than later because we don't have a lot of time. This this not this country and this world is standing on a brink and with Kim Jong Un coming to the White House and or whatever that this whole thing is such a joke that he's being so easily played and meanwhile he's a traitor right so we have now Donald Trump is being played by Kim Jong Un he'll he'll do anything he'll bend over he'll get he'll let J- John Kim Jong Un bang him like a broken screen door and all that He'll, he, because he wants to seem like he's successful. And it doesn't matter what the reality is. Now, the, the world did not st- start on the day that Donald Trump was inaugurated. It, if there's any improvement in the economy, it's because of the work that's been going on for years and years and years. When Barack Obama took off, office and we were hemorrhaging 750,000 jobs a month. And that didn't turn over, over, turn around overnight. It's slow. And the problem is that he, uh, President Obama, the reason we're in this predicament, too, is that the Democratic Party is not liberal enough. Now, this is what I was touching on earlier, that, that what's concerning me is that the, is Barack Obama was saying that he thinks, oh, maybe we pushed too far. No, he didn't push far enough. That's the problem. He needed to, you, you, you need to be a Democrat and be a proud one and remember that the only reason FDR didn't get elected to a fifth landslide term was because he was dead, not because he was playing nice with the filthy Republican snakes that crashed the economy in the first place. 
that let people stand on bread lines, that said, oh, well, in the new Gilded Age. In the Gilded Age, what am I talking about? New. We're in the new Gilded Age. They, in the original Gilded Age, they, these were the people that would uh, send your children into the mines. They, and they, they'll do it again, and they're trying to. They, Republicans, do not be fooled that, or even lulled into a sense of security that this, we can't go backwards. We, we are going backwards. And by backwards, I mean that what is to stop the Republicans from, let's say, uh, imposing a uh, or, re or doing away with, let's say, child labor laws? Uh, that sounds outrageous, right? Well, all you have to do is Google it, and you'll see that these are policies that have been proposed. They continuously propose these policies, and eventually the ground will be seeded just enough that it's going to take. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I've even had people that I consider somewhat normal say, well, why shouldn't children go to work? Because, you know, you got to teach them how to work and how to, you know, and that's, they don't seem to get that, of course, these corporate bastards want children to go to work because it depresses wages for everyone. And, uh, you know, they... What do you? What do you, Who needs a childhood? Who needs an education? Who needs an? Who needs an educated autonomon or whatever? Autonomon. What am I saying? Autonomon. Autonomon. They want the uh, education to be a providence of the rich, just like it was when, you know, uh, the monarchy passed on power from father to son for thousands of years. That's what they want. That's what they want. Don't be fooled. They don't want your kids to go to school. That's it. They hate school. Even Mitt Romney said, you should get as much education as you can afford. That is, that's the Republican way. Get as much education as you can afford. If you can't afford to go to, to, go to school, oh, well, go to work, sucker. Get in the mines. Get those little fingers to work. Working and making something for your master. And... So when this beautiful blonde, Ivanka, looking at her son, doesn't she have a charmed life? Well, what about all the mothers who would like to look at their sons, but they're sitting in a sweatshop, Ivanka? That's all you can do, Ivanka, is make a sweatshop in China. You're disgusting and stupid as well. And you know what? You can't take it with you. So, And we all know who you are. That's the thing. We get it. People get it, but not everybody, which is very sad. But why is it that the Republicans always, they tickle the racist funny bones. They always try to bring out the worst in people, dividing people and just making people stupid. Stupid enough to vote Republican. Anyway, you know what? I'm looking for something right now. Hold on a second. Talk amongst yourself. I'm getting lost, and I have like 10,000 windows open. And there's even more windows open on my computer now because of the call-in thing that I have open. And Okay, so the um, starting at, at 7, I'm going to probably – I'll take a break for like 10 minutes. I have a thing that's, that'll play. And then we'll be back, and then there'll be phone calls and whatnot. All right, I hope the show doesn't suck. And I hope you like it. That's all I can say. I hope you like it. I like doing it. 
and we'll keep on doing it no matter what. And I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody hanging out. But, all right, so when you think about think about immigration now this is a country of immigrants and we know that whether the republicans like it or not that is the that's the case and when donald trump recently talked about taming the west people who tamed the west now tell that to native americans right donald trump taming the west first of all could you imagine donald trump taming the west he's such a weak little bitch you know i mean you know he's a whiny whiny little he he's somebody that would i mean if you were in the donner party with donald trump he would be he'd, he'd basically just kill you and eat you immediately he wouldn't even wait for you to die he's he's such a weakling this person and he's so ugh, he and so how did we let it happen you know what i mean this is what i keep thinking why is it continuing that and it's we're allowing the the Republican Party to drag us down to such a level that I don't think we'll ever recover from in my lifetime. How will we ever make amends for this? It's sort of like the Nazis, how they they uh, I remember years ago, I used to volunteer at. New York Cares a lot, you know. Well, the the name of it was New York Cares, and I would volunteer a lot. It wasn't New York Cares a lot. I mean, we do care a lot, but uh, anyway. And I one of the, I met this woman who was a who was from Germany, uh, and it was during the first Gulf War, not the first, not not Bush Seniors War, the other war. You know, the, there's so many wars. How can you keep track? But um, and I asked her about what the what the Germans thought of the war, and uh, she said, "Well, at first she didn't want to talk because she had said that she was warned not to talk, like by her family, to not engage in politics, political talk with people." And I was like, "Don't worry, I'm a normal person. I'm not. I'm not for Bush. I, I, I'm not a Republican." And she said that it was uh, very difficult for the German people to go against the war, to go against the United States because, and how, and I never forget how she said it because it was interesting to me because she, she said the Americans helped liberate us from the Nazis. And so even in the, in the consciousness of the German people, they have, oh, the way that they speak about the Nazis is as if they were also liberated. And so they... They also um, would, uh, she said that during, um, you know, after that, their Nazi experience, they, in school, they are taught, and we know this for a fact, that they're they're taught about their true history and it's continuously drummed into their heads. That is the difference between us and them. They have the maturity to look at themselves in the mirror and we're still, if anybody tries to, say anything bad about the United States, uh, you have idiots chanting USA, USA, USA with their fucking fingers in their ear. And she also said that one of the things like when they have the World Cup and whatnot, how they, the Germans, although they are proud of their country and they are cheering their country on and whatnot, that they are, they, they have a healthy fear of nationalism. 
now, and because they're they're taught in school to to have this fear, we don't have this the same uh, education system, and in fact, that's part of the problem, and which is why you have somebody like a Betsy DeVos going in there, and this is why Republicans want us to have all these dis, dis different. So, sorts of education. They want to teach us bullshit. They want to teach kids about intelligent design and all kinds of crap that will get them laughed out of any university and set them up for failure, frankly. Set, a, set you, the human race up for failure. There, there's a reason they called it the Dark Ages, right? It's because who had the, the ac- access to, uh, to education? Everything when did, uh, there were numerous dark ages throughout history. It's not like we can't have one again, and I do fear one on the horizon. And if anything, you know, I think about why I do this show. What what's the point? Sometimes one of the reasons is that I'm reaching out into the future as a time capsule, saying, you know what, we were we were aware, we were trying, and hopefully we'll be successful. I don't know at this point. I, I never thought I'd be I'd see the day when a, a Donald Trump would get elected, that this would be going on, uh, all that he's doing. And you think that it's just different rules for him. So when Roseanne Barr gets fired for for her racist tweet, she's it's a and then, then they come out saying that Bill Maher should be fired for for talking uh, for calling Donald Trump an orangutan. There's this cognitive cognitive dissonance, right? Where it's not, they, who has the effing time in their lives to explain to these morons why it's not the same thing? Of course, and they're not racist. That's the other thing they keep saying. I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. I just think that, you know, fill in the blanks, that black people are lazy. or pe- oh, It's so ridiculous. So people with a darker pigment are lazier on your skin. It's the stupidest thing. I it can't even there there's no justification for it because there is no there is one race. There is the human race. And there are variations. There are some people are tall, some people are short, some people are whatever. Have blonde hair, blue eyes, whatever. That doesn't f- make you uh, you know, lazy or they, they, they have no, um, they're just not even sh- uh, embarrassed about it anymore. And that's the problem with, uh, with Donald Trump because you have a standard bearer, the Republican standard bearer that is just dragging us down with him. And this is a person who, okay, it cannot be repeated enough. He received fewer votes. He is completely illegitimate he received help from a foreign power he is unfit to judge a wet t-shirt concert contest in the jersey shore much less lead a modern nation he's really unfit to judge a a, a wet t-shirt contest think about it because you know he would cheat you know even in the wet t-shirt contest that if one of the women was, who was competing, if they didn't give him proper deference or a blowjob, he would not make them win. He would not let them win. That's what he has. He's completely corrupt from from head to toe, from sunup to sundown. 
This is somebody who is unfit. He should not be in charge of he of of that. He shouldn't he shouldn't be in charge of taking tickets at the goddamn off track betting racetrack. This is somebody who is unfit. He's not he's not normal. He's greedy. He's a narcissist. He's sick. He doesn't care about the the human race. He doesn't care about his children, his wife, nobody. Except himself. There's something not right. And why do we let it continue? Okay. I keep saying that, but it's just that it has to be it has to be said nonstop. Why do we let it continue? Why does it keep continuing when we know this? And it never stops. And and so when Donald Trump tweets out in the morning the oh the jobs numbers, could you imagine if if Barack Obama did that the, before that the Wall Street opened? It would he would be up on impeachment. There's every there's every day there's a new line that's crossed and it never stops. And so Roseanne Barr, oh uh, now she's she calls somebody an ape, uh, which is. Of of course, she doesn't see. Oh, it's a joke. I was on Ambien in the middle of the night. I don't care if I'm on Ambien or whatever. And then you're not gonna get me to tweet out something racist by accident. It doesn't happen if you're not a freaking racist. And these people need to get off Twitter and get a clue and read a history book. And they're in their echo chambers back and forth. Uh, validating their illnesses nonstop, just validating just how sick they are. This is this feedback loop of lies that they're trapped in, and they're just swirling around in there. And now they're they're running the country because we have sick bastards who don't give a shit. They just don't care. The Republican Party, the fact that you have, um, what's his face, Mitch McConnell. Uh, bragging about not allowing Barack Obama to have his Supreme Court pick, and the Democrats just go along as business as usual. The Democrats should constantly, no matter what, harp on it, pound this home. Donald Trump is illegitimate. He received fewer votes. Neil Gorsuch is illegitimate. He is an illegitimate Supreme Court. He, that is a stolen seat. This is not normal. And we need to impeach this effing traitor. And when he's out of office, all of his filthy policies need to be null and void, too. All of his judges, the judges who are conspiracy theorists, who, who see UFOs, that's, that's their, their only qualification is that they're loyal to a con man, to a traitor. And we're going to allow this to continue? I don't know about that, people. I think that that's, uh, that's the recipe for death here, the death of democracy. You know, because like I always say, it takes a level of maturity to function in a democracy, a maturity that Republicans don't have. They just don't have it. And it also takes a level of maturity not to be a racist idiot. Because if you're a racist, you're, you're a dupe. It's like J Donald Trump's greed uh, you're easily exploitable. You're easily played. And that's where Putin got him. Putin will, you know, they go in for your weakness. Let me see here. I'm just looking at something. Okay. 
But this is who they are. So let's, uh, you know, back to the dung heap of history. Where, oh, let's, America's on her way back, of course. Back to the dung heap. Back to time's best left in history's trash pile. We really, really uh, know how to, when we crash and burn, man, we really know how to do it. At least that, right? We go big. We really go big when we screw it up. Because we're, we're we're playing right. It's not we. I mean, it is us too. We we are because we're allowing it to continue. But we're playing right into the hands of Putin, who they they could they're just sitting around laughing, saying, "See, look at how easy it was. I told you so." So, and the Republicans, the the regressive nature of the party, do not think that they that this that they're, they're kidding around. The uh, in fact, there's an article right now on RDT Daily, written by Grouchy Geezer, one of our writers, and uh, there's a. I'll just read a little bit of, of of it. He says, "Ladies, go pull out Granny's old 1950s petticoats and great great Granny's 1850s gingham dresses with their adorable matching bonnets. You'll be right in style for a big upcoming shindig." A good regressive congressman is graciously holding a summit for all you ladies to help you deal with living in a man's world. And let me tell you, it's going to be chock full of vital info, such as how to keep that man-catching figure, how to use a newfangled social media so that you'll, you can henfest with more of your friends, how to budget your life if there isn't a man around, you know, when you're not, not a woman, you're not a, as much of a woman. And if it all gets too much for you, there's a session on substance abuse on how to end fi- on how to find a shrink. So this is, and he writes, uh, right about now, you're probably wondering if you stum- stumbled upon an onion post, but au contraire, this is actually an upcoming event and those are real session topics. So this is a Republican um, summit, women's summit. <laughs> And this is what they're discussing. My God. How to keep a figure. It's unbelievable. That's what they want. And if you're, they'll have a token woman, of course, but the women in the Republican Party have to big, be bigger misogynists than the Republican male. They have to hate women. They have to hate all things female. They have to, you know, shoot wolves from helicopters. They have to cut up a caribou like on camera that's what that's what uh, Sarah Palin did when she had her reality show she giddily uh, carved up uh, a moose or something that she shot like it was disgusting that's and it's also for me I guess because I just feel like women shouldn't be that disgusting as and get that much pleasure in blood they uh, are hurting other creatures. I don't know. I guess that's my bias. But they that she giddily just sliced up this 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 poor creature who died for what? For 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 Sarah Palin's purient desire to be a reality TV star. And and speaking of reality TV stars, I guess I'll save this for the next half. So now it's six fifty nine. And we're going to we're going into uncharted territories, people, people of 
Terror Buster World. I'm going to, we're going to play um, a six-minute break. We're going to play the Green News Report with Brad Friedman and Desi Doyen. And then we're going to play a Progressive Voices uh, ad for the PV app. If you haven't downloaded it yet, you need to do that. And you also, a couple things you also need to do. You need to, and I would be appreciative of, download the app. Please give the show a review on iTunes. Maybe not this particular show, but, you know, Tara Buster is in as a whole. And um, also, you know, send a letter to PV or whatever. Tell them you like the show. Tell your friends, damn it. All right, so I'm going to take a break, maybe get some more tea, and we're going to play this. We'll be back in about... 10 minutes. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. This is one of those days when you don't want to be right. Hurricane Maria's death toll in Puerto Rico, 70 times greater than the official government count. We were all looking in horror at the the video that came out of Ellicott City. Maryland town hit with second 1,000-year flood in two years. FEMA denies reconstruction funds to some victims of Hurricane Harvey. Plus, new study finds U.S. insurers are not ready for climate change. All of those disasters and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. This just in from the Department of Obvious Metaphors. A sinkhole has appeared on the White House lawn. It's true. It finally happened. The Earth is fighting back. Go Earth. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, we now have news that, yes, in fact, the death toll in Puerto Rico was far, far worse than originally reported. Oh, yes. It's a heartbreaking and disturbing new study. It estimates that the actual death toll from Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico last year is 70 times greater than the official government toll of just 64. Harvard Public Health researchers estimate that at least 4,600 people died in Puerto Rico from both direct and indirect impacts of the storm. And that's the lowball number. Yes. Twice as many as Hurricane Hurricane Katrina, making Hurricane Maria the deadliest U.S. disaster in more than a century. The most prominent cause of death was interrupted medical care as victims waited weeks and months for federal help. In an interview with Latino Rebels Radio, San Juan Mayor Carmen Julene Cruz called it a tale of two disasters. One was made by the environment and the other one that was administration made. When, when I said we're dying here and you're killing us, with your bureaucracy and your inefficiency. It was an SOS call. That call has still not been answered. Uh, Donald Trump, right after the uh, hurricane hit, said he was delighted that there were only 16 deaths. Well, he hasn't said a word since news of thousands being killed in the storm came out earlier this week. And you may or may not be surprised to find out that cable news is kind of ignoring this study as well. Media Matters reports that cable news covered the Roseanne Barr controversy for about 10 hours and has only devoted about 30 minutes to Puerto Rico. Mm. The 2018 Atlantic hurricane season officially begins on June 1st. 
but subtropical storm Alberto apparently didn't get the memo. The first named storm of the season. It made landfall on Monday in the Florida Panhandle. It killed two people in North Carolina and brought heavy rainfall and flash flooding across the southeast. It forced evacuations in North Carolina after the heavy rainfall compromised a dam. And U.S. residents are still struggling to recover from last year's hurricanes, which were the costliest on record. Politico reports that in Houston, FEMA has denied reconstruction funds for many low-income victims of Hurricane Harvey because they did not carry expensive flood insurance while living in a flood zone, a requirement that many U.S. homeowners are not aware of. Half of more than 700,000 applicants in Texas were rejected for any aid at all. Meanwhile, cleanup is underway in Ellicott City, Maryland, after the second catastrophic flash flood in less than two years hit on Sunday. It killed an off-duty National Guardsman trying to help rescue others. The city received nearly a foot of rain in just a few hours. NBC meteorologist Al Roker connected the dots between these increasingly heavy storms and climate change. The problem is we're seeing more and more of these heavy downpours. In the last 50 years, we've seen an increase of 55 percent in the northeast, 42 percent in the Great Lakes and 27 percent of greater rainfall and stronger storms. And that just continues to grow as we just continue to see climate change and more warm air making its way with moisture and causing bigger storms. Good for Al Roker. Good to hear that on network television. Finally. Indeed. But the destructiveness of these flash floods is not just a consequence of climate change. Land management decisions, development in flood zones, aging infrastructure, and extensive pavement in the built urban environment are also crucial factors in flood events. Last month, Ellicott City received FEMA funding to build better flood controls after the last flood, but it came too late to be ready for this flood. Finally, a recent report from the Thomson Reuters Foundation concludes that U.S. insurance companies are not ready for climate change, that most have not adapted their strategies to address the whopping payouts associated with increasing extreme weather disasters. The lead author warns that insurers are treating weather disasters as isolated anomalous events not correlated to climate change, and that means, quote, insurers that ignore climate change will not put away enough money to cover their claims. Well, that's what government bailouts are for. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Please help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. Every hour, an animal is trapped in a nation dominated by conservative talk radio. They suffer listening to right-wing lies, alone and terrified, waiting for progressive media to guide them to a future where... Cat food is for cats, not people. Hi, I'm Tara Devlin, otherwise known as Taradactyl from RepublicanDirtyTricks.com. Please say you'll be the answer to an innocent animal who's suffering right now from conservative talk radio. Blaring right-wing propaganda into their sensitive ears. 
causing them a lot of pain and anxiety. You might think that I'm projecting my own feelings onto my animals. I don't think so. I'm a lesbian. I know what cats are thinking. And they've told me what you can do to help. Go to ProgressiveVoices.com and download the free PV app to listen to the Progressive Voices Network on your smartphone or computer. On Progressive Voices shows like Bill Press, Stephanie Miller, Tom Hartman, Leslie Marshall, Mike Malloy, Ring of Fire, and more, you'll hear about the progressive policies that built the middle class, much to the delight of your animals. And because PV is nonprofit, we have more content, like Tom Hartman on the news, The Green News Report, Absurdity Today, and me, Tara Devlin. Animals love me. See, here I am kissing my sister's dog. And here's me with a bird I rescued. With the help of the nonprofit Progressive Voices Network, yes, we can restore the American dream of a decent middle-class life and a secure retirement that leaves the cat food to the cats. The Progressive Voices Network, always progressive, always on. Listen at ProgressiveVoices.com or on the free Progressive Voices app. And most importantly, tell your friends. Animals can't download the Progressive Voices app, but you can. Won't you do it for them now? This is your chance to say, I won't sit by while an animal suffers, listening to right-wing bullshit that makes people stupid enough to vote Republican. Thank you. rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. I think we had some streaming issues during that. Who cares? It's so annoying. I hate this. <sighs> I hope that people are hearing me and seeing me. It's very irritating that all these technical difficulties. I'll have to figure out something with the break. You know, we're doing it live. We're doing it. Let's keep saying it stopped. Oh, you son of a bitch. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. What the fuck? All right. Is there anybody out there? Guys, I appreciate everybody's patience. And being a part of what we're trying to do. Hopefully, the res- uh, it says that the streaming has resumed. I'm going to keep moving forward. And I hope that Aaron calls in. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I'm just going to keep going. All right. So, anyway, uh, if you guys want to call, try it out. See if it works. The number is 360-777-6007. Now, if you are... I'm having problems with the fucking stream. It keeps, like, popping in and out. This show's gonna suck when you guys listen to it, but thank you for bearing with it. And uh, hopefully it won't suck too bad. Or maybe you like listening to the struggle. The struggle is real. The dream is real. And we do it. We're doing what we can, people. 
I'm going to do it anyway. Like I always say, you know, this is how you get through life. I did it anyway. I still do it anyway. You don't feel like doing it, you do it anyway. You wake up anyway. You go to work anyway. You reach out anyway. You, you're scared. You don't want to talk to that girl. You do it anyway. Because if you don't do it, there is nothing. There's nothing, uh, you don't get any reward. So, as much as, nothing is perfect. We're doing it anyway. And I hope that one day, things will get better. Because you're doing it anyway. And maybe it will. Maybe it will. Maybe this, I knew that this show was going to be a shit show. But, uh, th but I'm kind of disappointed too because there's so much going on. All right, hopefully the stream has resolved and uh, we're keep gonna go. We're gonna keep going forward. Now, if you're listening to the show for the first time, I'm sorry. It hasn't always been this way. It's uh, we're gonna work it out. We'll be better. We'll get better. Maybe that's a maybe that's too long of a break. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, all right. Well, what I wanted to talk about, and I wanted Aaron to call in to freaking talk about it, but maybe. He can't. So I'm going to keep f going forward. I wanted to talk about the filthy Nazis that are the open filthy Nazis that are now running now running as open Nazis and Republicans. So at least see, this is the thing. It's actually kind of good in a way because we're pulling the bandaid, not the bandaid, we're pulling the scab off of this festering wound that's never healed. This country needs to look at itself in the mirror. And that's what I wrote in the description of the show for today is that this we don't need a wall. We need an effing mirror to look at ourselves and to see what we've become. Is this who we want to be? We want to be a country that tortures people? that disappears people. This is what th th this is what Gina Haspel is about. That's what we did. We shoved pureed peas up detainees' asses. That's what that's the United States. Now, during World War II, I remember reading about the interrogators of World War II saying that they received more actionable intelligence over a game of chess than they ever did harming people harming their their prisoners because that's how you got to get to people everybody's the same we they want to be seen they want to be heard they want to connect now if you're uh, if they hate america and then they get into america's hands and then they're they see that maybe they were lied to america these people aren't that bad they're actually decent people they treat me decent they they re they are respecting me. They're talking to me. Th then you that's how they got the uh, changes of heart. In fact, a lot of the Nazis that that or the the Germans, some of them they were they had to be Nazis because it was part of. Uh, but they weren't in it. Maybe their hearts weren't in it. Because, we, in fact, that's what uh, George Washington had said. You know, treat them with with don't give them complaint. Because we're fighting for more than uh, just a plot of land. We're fighting for an ideal and, and an idea. 
and the and so you have that and then you have we want to be do we want to be a country that when we we want to be that country that's the stature of liberty i thought well, give me your tired your huddled masses your your poor your the who are aching to be free that's what we want we want we want those people that that are fleeing the reason they're they're fleeing for their lives what would you do if your children were in danger so these the, and the we have to take responsibility the other thing is that the we are we had a hand in creating these failed states in the countries that these people are fleeing from so what do we do we get them they they get here following laws and they uh what do we do we uh we do, we we separate them we traumatize them further and we say oh well we're just following orders that's who we want to be it's repugnant it's disgusting so i don't think we want to be that and we're and what is now you think about what would happen if the opposite was true if people came here and they if first of all if we weren't around the globe creating madness and destabilizing countries because they have the audacity to want to like nationalize their oil or nationalize their their natural resources for their people well why would we want that you know because we're 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 all about mom and apple pie and democracy right we're spreading democracy but no we're not in fact, the United States has had its hand in toppling democracies, legally elected democracies, for, in the, for the sake of corporate monopolies. We've done it all over the world and for centuries now. And, and all you have to do is read Smedley Butler's War is a Racket. We were doing it back then. We made the, what did Smedley Butler write? We made the world safe for standard oil. That's what they were doing. That's what they were. They weren't out there dying for democracy. If only, really, if only. And we need to look at ourselves on that. But Americans don't know their true history. That's another problem. We really don't. They're not taught that. They taught, they're taught, take, you know, uh, put your hand over your heart or salute the flag. Stand proudly and salute the flag. Well, you know, Donald Trump wouldn't stand proudly and salute the flag in a uniform, though, when it was his turn to go fight in his corporate uh in his generation's war of corporate aggression he wouldn't he didn't uh want to stand proudly then right no uh, he'd ra he had better things to do like uh screw your girlfriend as or at least try to hopefully your girlfriend had more sense than that but anyway what was i saying i'm still looking for aaron to call and i guess he's not calling okay be like that be like that, Darren. What are you gonna do? That's life. This is my first foray into calls and guests. Then it sucks. <laughs> oh well, one day. I guess we have to say there's only you can only go up from here. If that's the good news. You can only you know when you hit bottom, you the only way you go is up. <laughs> <laughs> yes i know yes there is a constant feed issue i'm having it i'm having it too it keeps saying son of a bitch now it seems to be going i don't know guys i 
don't know. I, you know, I have like the best um, internet that you can get. You know what I mean? For this, supposedly, and uh, it ain't cheap, and it sucks. So there you go, America. You suck. <laughs> Amer- corporate America. You know, promises, promises. That's what they. That's that should be the slogan for corporate America. Promises, promises. Right? But anyway, all right. Well, you know, the problem here is uh, I got a lot of windows open, too. Anyway, so, all right, let's uh, talk about the Nazis. We have open Nazis running in this country. As of course they're running as Republicans because re- the their standard bearer is an is a Nazi and that's the other thing. Now you have I saw the other day I don't know during this whole Roseanne controversy how Sarah Huckabee Sanders was talking how uh, because as soon as something happens you know that Republicans they they follow the old fascist playbook of whataboutism. And it's actually a uh, something that goes. It's also a Putin tactic, unsurprisingly. And Donald Trump has he he's learned it well. This is why he hates democracy, and and his his followers hate democracy as well. They they openly hate it, and they then it's not even hidden when when Donald Trump says things like "only I can fix it." That entire arena should have emptied out in disgrace. They, but that's what Republicans want. They want a strong man to fix it for them because they need daddy to save them from the scary, complex world of others who don't know their place. That's basically it. And uh, that's what they think. They think that they're, they, as long as they have some perceived uh, privilege, which it doesn't matter that they on their back they're they're riding all these billionaires to the bank unfettered, uh, and they're just as much as a, of a dupe. But as long as they can kick down on somebody or or s- supposedly, then they will cut their own throats at their at the command of this effing con man who. Uh, you know, on the they want to meet for a beer, right? He's just like us. He's just as stupid as us. Look, look, everyone. He's just as ignorant as us. He says the stupid things just like us. So he's got. He's a real guy. He's just. He must be qualified to run the the country. But they, uh, when they, when they praise America, this is the other thing that always confuses me. When they talk about their love of America, what are they talking about? They never specify. Because what is it? What do they love about America? Because they're constantly, they hate everybody in America. They hate the diversity. They hate that they, that white people are going to be a minority and it can't ha- happen quick enough for me to tell you the truth. I can't wait. Oh my God. And they hate the Purple Mountains Majesty. They hate the Fruited Plains. Right, because they're always they're always blowing the tops off of the Purple Mountains, Majesty. They're always fracking the fruited plains. What do they love? They love they don't love, um, you know, uh, their fellow Americans. They they leave you on the battlefield every time, metaphorically or even literally. I don't know what they love about America. So I wish that they would qu- 
clarify it. Do they love that Donald Trump gets to call Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig? That's what they love? Because, you know, that's not a normal thing to love. And when uh, you have a when, – when you think about what does it mean to be a patriot, and I've discussed this before because the, to be a patriot means that you don't leave anyone behind. And that's – for for Donald Trump to vilify – any of the people he supposedly represents, because he supposedly represents all of us. So when he's up there calling for when he, uh, somebody to be fired, for call, he should, first of all, he should shut his, his uh, Putin puppet pie hole, but, he, I mean, he's not going to, but he's, he's uh, it's malpractice, and the Republican Party should shut his filthy face for him, but they won't do it. They, they can shut his face. They really can. And I've often said that, yeah, we should be careful what we wish for because Pence is going to be, he'll be worse. He'll be, because he's a, you know, he's a freaking uh, fundamentalist. He's a, one of these uh, Christian, what do you call it? Uh, it's not just a fundamentalist, reconstructionist, I think. He's, he's a sick man. He's a very sick man. He's a closet case, clearly. And, you know, Anybody who calls his wife his wife mother is a very sick man, and uh, you know they. I think that if he gets in office, if if it becomes Pence, then we're going to get just as much fascism, but it will be even more insidious because the people will go back to bed and stop paying attention. They won't. They won't see it. Because it's not right in front of them, and Donald Trump is so egregious. He's so he he is such an outrageous, uh, an unfit greed monster that it's um, maybe he's like he's doing us a favor. But then I think he, the damage that he is doing is beyond compare, and the so maybe it's not worth it because we may not be able to get it back. Either way, after him. And w- what really has to happen is the Republican, I mean, is the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. Damn it. And now there's silence. It's always, it's always good when you have silence. On a bro- I'm trying something different, you know. Every, a, lot of, a lot of talk show hosts, they talk a lot. I'm trying the silence route. I don't care. All right. Well, anyway. All right. Let me uh, play this movie. That's what I should have done when I was doing this bullshit. There's I would because we have Nazis. We have open Nazis running in the Republican Party. I wanted to play this video that this little um, package that was created by Morgan Radford at uh, at MSNBC, and it's about Art Jones, who's running as an open Nazi in the Republican Party. I'm gonna play this. So there's a really alarming trend. Anti-hate groups say they're seeing a surge in candidates running on an explicitly white nationalist message. The Southern Poverty Law Center has identified eight candidates running for office with white supremacist ties, a number they say is higher than any election in recent memory. Our Morgan Radford traveled around the country to actually talk with some of those candidates uh, to find out why they think this is the year they can win. And Morgan, let's address this head on, the idea that by giving these candidates a platform for disgusting racist messages, by putting it on TV, you're giving their message oxygen. At the same time, these are people who think they can actually succeed here. 
Some consider it giving oxygen, Hallie, but others say you can't combat hate if you can't identify it. Because the truth is, this is not the kind of thing you expect to hear in 2018. People calling for racial segregation and openly denying the Holocaust. But see, that's the message that's coming from a growing number of candidates this year who see it not just as rhetoric, but also as a winning platform. But there is a warning. Some of our viewers may find the following language and these views pretty offensive. Hi, my name is Art Jones. Nice I'm a candidate for Congress here in the 3rd District. Okay. Arthur Jones is running for Congress in Chicago's 3rd District. Do you think you have a shot at winning? Listen, I wouldn't be in this if I didn't think I could win. He's also one of at least eight white nationalists running for state or federal office this year, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. I consider myself a white racialist. Jones was a member of the American Nazi Party who denies the Holocaust ever happened. Six million Jews. Ridiculous. Okay. He's okay, also campaigning to keep Chicago's neighborhoods 90% white. I think most white people want a white neighborhood. Do you think that black people are genetically inferior? The average IQ of a black person is about 20 points lower than the average IQ of a white person. Okay? I went to Harvard. All right. And you got a lot of white blood in you, too. Some white blood. I'm African-American. Well, that's where your intelligence is coming from, I think. You think it comes from my white side? I think so. 20,000 people voted for Jones in the March primary. And even though he ran uncontested, he'll be on the Republican ticket in November, a fact many locals find unbelievable. And you want my vote? No, I don't want your vote. I don't want idiots like you voting for me. But Jones's supporters say he's exactly the kind of candidate they want to see in Washington. Even Abraham Lincoln uh, believed that the races should stay separated. He said uh, there's too great a difference between the black and white races that could possibly live together. Do you feel that way? I feel that way, too. Anti-hate groups say the number of white nationalists running for office across the country this year is higher than ever before. Many of them running on the Republican ticket, like Patrick Little. This monstrous nature of the Jewish people must be known to the public. You think Jews are monsters? As a group, they are definitely behaving as a monster, 100%. Little is running for Senator Dianne Feinstein's seat in California and blames Jews for America's problems. They do the bidding of a foreign power that has committed terrorist attacks against this country. He says President Trump is talking to people like him. Because he dog-whistled about globalists. I didn't understand he was talking about Jews until after the election. The state's Republican Party says it wants nothing to do with him and declined to speak with us on camera. It should be a wake-up call. If these types of candidates are going to come out from under the rock, they need to be repudiated at the ballot box. We're a nation of communists, atheists, crooks. But their supporters say this is exactly what they think will make America great again. It's not because we're racist. It's because we feel marginalized and we're the ones who are being oppressed. Both of those candidates are running on the Republican ticket, but the Republican National Committee says that America has no place for white supremacy. Hallie. No, none. It is racist and disgusting, Morgan. And it is, uh, it is disturbing to listen to some of the comments in that piece. You talk about how this is a record number running, but it's still just eight, right? I mean, it's still just a fringe group out there.
That's the problem, Hallie. I think sometimes that when we dismiss them as just fringe groups, we don't allow for the fact that these people are trying to become part of our political process. So, for example, Patrick Little, that second candidate I interviewed out in California, he said that he's listed as a civil rights advocate. And when I said, now hold on, do you, do you really think you're a civil rights advocate? He said, yes, I do. I'm advocating for working white Christian men, and we feel oppressed by the Jews. And I said, when you, when you press these guys on exactly what it means, what their campaign platform means. They're talking about forcibly removing people, not only from their neighborhoods and their communities, but also from this country and their lives, Hallie. There was that moment, Morgan, when you were in that conversation with I think Arthur Jones, you said, I'm African-American. Uh, what, what was it like for you to be to be out there in, the, in these moments? Well, you can imagine when he talked about my white blood and I informed him that that white blood is actually Jewish blood. You can imagine uh, his face then. But the reality of it is, is that this isn't new to me, right? I'm African-American. I grew up in the South with a Jewish grandmother and I grew up speaking Spanish. But what is new to me is the way that we're now parsing words around the labels, white nationalists versus supremacists first racialist right. and what's happening and it's belying uh, this this rhetoric of, of violence because even in the comments section when they talked about yeah. this interview someone said that journalist should hang from a noose and that's the type of rhetoric mm. that we worry could lead to action Callie? and let's not parse words here Morgan it is racist and there is no place for it here yeah no place for it here right no except it's it, there is a place for it here that's the problem and it's in the top of the Republican Party and finally on the phone we have Aaron Blaine are you there Aaron I sure am how you Holy doing Tara Christ what a nightmare I'm doing <laughs> you, shitty you, t you took me away from my coal cleaning oh coal what do you mean yeah every Saturday I like to have a bucket of coal because it's all about clean energy. <laughs> oh, that's know? true. Right? So well, just, you're doing your part to clean coal. Yeah, yeah. Just Since it the, doesn't exist, right? Clean. Put the put put the hose over it, and uh, I just don't know where to send it. But I'm doing my part. Well, you're doing. Uh, I mean, that's what Republicans <laughs> like. They. <laughs> want what do every, they like? They want what do you they to like? pull yourself up by your bootstraps. So, Aaron Blaine is yes. a comedian. He's been doing stand-up since before he could stand. He's worked at clubs around Los Angeles, including the Comedy Store and the Improv, and he's an improvisational comedian as well as a stand-up, and uh, he'll be performing on June 23rd in Orlando, Florida at Shenanigans Comedy Festival and with his improv troupe, Power to Improv. And you can follow Aaron on Facebook. And what else? Uh, you are... You have a you run at another thing, Broken Times News or something like that. What is that? Uh, yeah, I forget. Broken I follow it. It's a great name. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, Broken Times Now. Now, now. Yeah, Broken yeah. Times News. Look at Which that. is really funny because uh, there's another site uh, with the same same people um, called Broken Times Meow. Oh, is that cats? <laughs> because everybody loves cats. Of course. And yeah, so we. Uh, it, what's really funny though is occasionally. Um, I will post something thinking I'm posting it to Broken Times now. <laughs> so it'll be really political. It'll be really anti-Trump. And it's on the cat page. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I quickly change it when I can. But sometimes I'm not fast enough. And, there's, right. and there'll always be a comment that'll say, I thought this page was about cats. <laughs> right. Well, everything. You know what? There is no... 
downtime in fascism. This is what, I've done that before, where I've posted impeach Trump now on like the wrong b- board, and people are like, well, I agree, but I don't know what that has to do with what we're talking about. But <laughs> it's just a well, kind of I a just, Tourette, you know? It yeah, just comes out. I, I just like that it, it if it gets a comment, um, it, it's an angry comment that I'm assuming uh, would right. be somebody I would want to anger anyway. Yes, so. and they should be. I I'm <laughs> as angry as anything to 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 watch what these freaks and fascists are doing to this country. And I'm I mean you're li- you live in the South. You I live, do. Yeah. What's and let like? me, uh, I'll give you an example, actually, of the South. This, uh, this happened, um, this happened, hold on, um, somebody sent it to me. This happened today um, at a resort in, uh, near me. Um, I live, I, I'm currently in the Orlando area, so it's, it's Mouse World. It's all theme parks and, and resorts. And uh, this particular uh, story today was about a black doctor and his family who were attacked uh, at a Florida luxury um, hotel. They were called the N-word. Oh, my God. And and the worst part about – see, that doesn't surprise me in this area. Actually, it does kind of surprise me in a, in a tourist uh, setting. The, the locals, I, I – I, yeah – it's it's pretty much. Um, Why did this happen? Like he's just a black person, and they just was like n word, n word, n word. Well, from what I was reading, it had to do with a child peeing in the pool. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and so the 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 family that happened to be black asked, you know, or pointed out that there was a restroom. Oh God! So and, the, oh no. <laughs> And they took offense to that and started. Well, who wants now, to swim in the pee of somebody else? I, they should be training their children not to pee right. in the pool. Well, here's uh, and if that isn't bad enough, they they went to the the hotel security, according to this oh, article, God. and security didn't do anything because if they were to do something, they'd have to kick them both out. Right. Is the way is the way they viewed it. Wow. Yeah. But this and and everything. This is, yeah, it's just another day in this yeah. racist ass country. Yeah. And what does N word have to do with it? Yeah. You you not you can't have a disagreement with somebody and it turns into this you're an N word because they're yeah. so weak. These white little I want to say white devils, but they they're they're <laughs> no offense to devils. It's like why are you so weak minded? You go yeah. right to N word. You're that's who you are at your core. It's disgusting and right. embarrassing. Well, Absolutely. This is and this is so depressing that we have to live among these people. And this is what I was I was thinking that sometimes I think about this a lot. I, I just think that we need to break this country up man it needs to i i know the civil war okay yes we we needed to free the slave that that had to happen that had to happen and but it's not working out anymore it's like you're in a bad relationship i cannot live among people who are like deep state and uh, all lives matter i wish they did i wish they did right but they don't and it i Anyway. Yeah, I, 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 I try occasionally to explain um, what white privilege is mm. to, to the locals. and uh, They don't get it. it. No, no. And um, 
they uh yeah the, the, there really is this general feeling that the white christians are being yes, oppressed right that's and they, <laughs> and they do believe that they think that they Trump, do yes and because they don't understand that they have had such an advantage for so long and i and i think about my own family my i'm white obviously clearly and my family were they my father and his his brothers they went to they were in the korean war they were able to they got out of the korean war they went to school my on the gi bill my father and his brothers bought a home for my grandmother using the gi bill now this is wealth that stayed in in our family and whereas black soldiers who served with my father they were not eligible for the GI bill or for the for the um the uh re- to buy real estate with the with the GI bill they were able like for instance in Levittown a lot of soldiers after world war 2 they they made that community in Levittown there were no black people that were allowed to live there and uh it's they were allowed to get homes in uh public projects that's it so while the white people like my family were building wealth intergenerational wealth the black people are systematically repressed they were by the power structure and that is de- that is the definition of racism so yeah. you can't be a, a racist unless you and uh, this is what uh these white bastards say to me oh uh you know this one's ra-. if you look at trump's twitter feed all it says and you you just google racism or racist he only calls black people racists okay he'll say like this one is a racist but it's always a black person they right. think that they can't be racist if you're if show me the law that black people are writing to keep white people down and uh, or to segregate them or to give them less uh, you know uh, access to education or a or a wage or law or whatever then uh, then we'll talk but that's that's not the way it is and there's su- it's and they've been told and coddled to be in denial and that and they're, that's why they're like babies that big <laughs> yeah anyway and, I, and that's why i get depressed because i think like we'll never we'll never grow up we, it's you have to be mature you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like this isn't working i'm a racist what's happening why did i get this way why is this country a racist ass country? Why is this person taking a knee? You know, why instead right. of you know what I mean? Like there has to be a conversation, but they, they can't even fucking do it. So no, I get no. I get depressed. So to, today I was at uh, um, Books a Million and uh, I, I just really wa- I wanted to unplug mm-hmm. <laughs> just get get away from yes. but I but I noticed this woman, she's probably uh, I don't know, 60, 65, in her, in her little, uh, her, uh, basket, she had, uh, a book called Let Trump Be Trump. Oh, no. That's a, that's a <laughs> saying that they keep saying. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. And, and I swear to you, had, had she been, I, I encountered her at the, at the register, but had we been at the political section, or, mm. I, I swear I would have, I would have, <laughs> I would have taken that book out and put in Obama's, the audacity of hope. <laughs> I, I, I really, the I was really audacity look, of dope yeah, I was over really there. looking around, going, "Yo, this is what you really need to, to, right. to read, lady. Let Trump 
be Trump. And what does that mean? Let him what uh, ride you? Well, to he's the bank? being him. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. I, I, I hate it when um, the, somebody was somebody on Facebook was, you know, because they're all authorities. Right. <laughs> of course. Somebody on, yeah. Somebody on Facebook was telling me that uh, that uh, the press is too harsh on on Trump. That's said, the line. Yeah. Uh -huh. I said, what are you, are you kidding me? I said, first of all, let's not forget that this guy campaigned on uh, fear and yeah, and uh, hatred division, division. Mm -hmm. and i mean just every I, I personally i just i thought there were so many times i thought he's going to be disqualified and by right. the way i mean you got to back up and think about that uh candidate trump mm -hmm. that was the craziest yeah uh republican primary i mean what were there like 11 yep. candidates and, and he so kept it wasn't knocking like them out. Each they, one by one. All the normal right. ones. Well, normal, whatever. But yeah. Right. But it. it but it's not like they didn't have choices. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There, there wasn't a. So that's what kills me when people come back and go, uh, "Well, you know, it, it was between him and Hillary." No, right. it wasn't. Right. It was right. between him and about eleven other guys right. and who chose him because it was so entertaining. Yes. You know, it was, yes. it was it was it was that it was on par with a tractor pull or a uh, or a yeah, like mud monster wrestling truck. match. Yeah, yeah. Well, they wanted <laughs> I, they wanted to throw a Molotov cocktail into the system. Right. And I I understand that. I understand I, that. I, I understood it too. Because they know? the it is true the system has failed, but the, a lot of them are racist. So this is the other thing. Here's the thing. It's like. They talk about the the anxiety of the white working class voter, which is so it's irritatingly tedious at this point uh, because they've done so many studies. Also, you know, just interviewing them, it's really if you dig down and scratch the surface, the, uh, it's racism. They they were mm -hmm. triggered by racism, and because if they really were that economically insecure, they would have went for Bernie. That's the bottom line. Like they right. would have because that's what Bernie was talking about. The same things right. without it was the a hate. rigged system mm -hmm. that was that that was the that was the the the, the meeting point that's between right. those two candidates except he was saying we need to come together we it's right. not those black people it's not those mexican it's not it's right so that's what they would have they would have been attracted to that message not the racist message they right so and as we see that they're just that's who they are they right. get they're they're weak-minded triggered by racism because like if all you do is it, you just have to spend 10 minutes with them and talk mm -hmm. with them and it comes you know you just got to scratch the surface a little and it will mm -hmm. come out that uh that's what it but they'll always say they're not racist like just uh even that they they just think they're keeping it real that's the, and that's also racist because they really think that right. they're better but I don't understand why they they're so scared then, if that's the case. If they really don't need their privilege, then okay, be done with it. And uh, you know what I mean? Like where yeah. I guess they're just afraid that we'll all find out how uh, how inadequate they truly are. And they are because you got to be a dumbass to vote for a con man. And Trump right. is a con man. And yes. there's a long history of this being documented. And but that's why he's he's such a, um, you know, I, I won't I'm not going to say genius. He because he's just he's not a genius. He's just got no moral core and he's yeah. willing to do whatever. So 
do. He's he's like he's like um, and you see it every day. You know, if you go to a mall and a child is just really tired and cranky, <laughs> and <laughs> yep. they just start, you know, they start acting up and. You see, you see the you see the phases that the parent goes through. You know, right. no, don't do that. And then the kid persists, and then in the end, it's like it just go right. All right, fine, right, All right, fine, right, right. Here's a sucker. Here's yeah, here's yeah. your toy. Here, right. and that's I really think that's how Trump's done business his entire oh, life. Yeah. You know, I'll just whine and complain and yeah. threaten to sue he's you. He's a whiny little and, bitch. Yeah, yeah. And he the fact is he's a sucky deal maker he he and and they there was actually this article uh, just about this recently how he's not he lets uh, when in his business life he let other people that he worked with do the deal because he's he would just be like oh yeah make it happen and they would actually do the deal so he sucks at deals and he also will pay whatever he needs to like if he wants something he'll he'll pay in fact uh way way above what it's worth so he's just a sucker um that they see coming and that's what happened with his casinos too in the taj mahal that he bankrupted they uh they um told him that he uh you know that this thing is going to be bankrupt in two months after it's open and because they had to lose uh, when they did the numbers it was like we have to lose a million dollars a day here to break even, which they don't even do that in uh, Monte Carlo, you know. So they, yeah. they're uh, this isn't going to happen in in, in uh, Atlantic City. And he was like, he sued the guy that that gave him that report for being uh, for you know libel or something. And of course the guy right. won, but he's just a douchebag. And but that's he thought he would throw uh, all his uh, every you know the big gaudy chandeliers that he paid 10 times the price and and then he would say this is the eighth wonder of the world and everybody would come. He but that's not what happened. He cuz he sucks. And that's why this guy like he every he tried every angle from water right. to steaks to he putting his name on like <laughs> wrestling and you know, he's a fucking con man, you dumbasses. This is well, not a drainer of the swamp. So well, and let, let's not forget that this, you know, the one that the one thing that's that's always just stuck with me is that little he started a he started a business with a small loan from his <laughs> family and it's like a million a million bucks. This is a small loan. I don't know. I don't know anybody. That right. you couldn't give a million dollars to that wouldn't have a shot. Right, at, that's at true. Give me a million dollars to RDT Daily in this show, yeah. and we will yeah. have a show that doesn't suck. Like at least technically, <laughs> you know. Right, but um, I, I just, uh, I worked um, for a short time in reality TV. I, I did um, what's called scratch voiceover. Mm work i worked with editors to put these shows together and then um then they send them to network and then they get the the guy with the real voice Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, right okay so in reality circles i had the trump story years before he was ever in uh in in the uh political um game he was an actor basically hired as an actor um, for The Apprentice, it right. wasn't his money. Yep. yep. Uh, he 
he was a big thing in the 80s and then the bankruptcy, the casinos, mm -hmm. but he still managed to have that name associated with wealth. So when he was hired for The Apprentice, it was under that illusion that he was this wealthy, successful right. person. Even the people he fired on the show, he didn't fire. That was all scripted. Right, right, right. So, so what's fascinating is that uh, during the 2016 campaigning, the, the, the ghostwriter who wrote The Art of the Deal, mm -hmm. he came out and said, if Donald Trump wasn't running for president, I would be fine with the book sales right. and the residuals yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that. He, he, but he said the fact that people are voting on his based on his business savvy, mm, mm. he said, I felt the need to come out and say something. Right. And he was talking about things that, that we we see every day. He said if, if Trump went into a, a business meeting and he didn't know what was going on or was asked a question he couldn't answer, he would distract. Right. He'd, get, he'd get everyone talking about right. something else. Right. He'd be like, oh, and, look at you, you know, Stormy Daniels or right, right. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, – so I just so w w getting back to the con aspect of it, mm. you know that it's a it's it's I don't know on one end I want to say it's brilliant, but the fact right. that so many people are suffering as a result, yes. <laughs> it's not so brilliant. And it's, it's also horrible. when you think about suffering, uh, it's where suffering we are suffering as a society. The 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 people who voted for him are also suffering. They're suffering the spiritual sickness. This is right. sick. When you're a racist, when you are hateful, when you're in a rally chanting lock her up, when you're a misogynist uh, and who is begging a con man for a trickle, you're a right. freaking you are suffering. And right. they are they have made America sick, sick. And there is no uh, there has to be some kind of cure or this honestly it's like the death of democracy that's what's yeah. happening and uh, well, yeah well yeah. you know me i always try to put a positive okay well please do because <laughs> and, and, uh I and where, well where i am on this is that i really feel as 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 tragic as this presidency is mm. uh i feel like um we really appreciate um, what we had, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> and we will fight harder. Right, it to, wakes people to, up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I mean, I, I'm certainly, um, I don't know. It, it, it's I, I go back and forth where I just think, you know, everybody, everybody has, you know, we have the same needs. We want, we yeah. want to pay, we want to pay our bills. Right. We want to eat. We yeah. want our kids to go to good schools. And so, right. I mean, that's always where I like try to. And we Start. do. And that's why it's so it's like so evil for Republicans to to unleash this monster the the of hatred and division that's unfettered and, well, and uh because and that's really least... it. That's it. We all want the same things, really. Anyway, we got we have 2 minutes just so you know. So Oh, okay. Well, I I was gonna say, I always I always find the pattern on the right is that it doesn't um issues don't really affect them until it affects them personally right, right. you know and that's i don't know how do you 
How do you That's wake such, up well, basic that, I compassion always, right. and decency in people? It does, <laughs> Why should I do that? Why no, you're right. you do that? You're right. Because I always say that the Republicans only see the light when something affects them directly, and that's a problem. And that's why you have to start when they're young. You have to start with children and tr- train right. them and teach them about not being a dick and how we're all in this together and this right. is what democracy is and this is and democracies die easily and they do it by divide and conquer and you know yeah. we have a racist ass history and we want to overcome it because we're all together we're all moving forward you know like you need to cultivate that kind of society and yeah. they don't want that they don't want to hear it they think they want you you know they're still worried about like uh, a couple of guys you know Go, going and, uh, you know, picking out, like uh, Bob Kincaid says, picking out a China pattern. It's uh, that's that's something you really worried about. Like, it's just leave, let people be people. Anyway, we only have like 30 seconds. So I want to say thank you for dealing with the bullshit of the show. <laughs> this It's going to get better. Aaron is going to be a uh, regular on the show. So what are we going to say? 20 seconds. Me. Oh, of course. Thank you. And a- please. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna say that uh, to anyone listening that um, this is this is a really good format. I mean, just to uh, those those just to express. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Five seconds. Remember. Okay, that's we it. Stick together. We win. I'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs>